Ok, buenas noches. Acá en Miami, bienvenidos a la llamada de Zoom eh, de Apprentice Worldwide. Apprentice Worldwide es una red de apoyo profesional eh, para jóvenes profesionales y aquí tenemos en línea a varios de los mentores y de los asociados que están en nuestra organización. Tenemos eh, la dicha de tener al, al doctor Pedro Abrantes. Pedro es un compañero de, de colegio, lo, lo, su, su hijo va al colegio con, con mi hija y también es un amigo de, 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 de un grupo de, de, de hombres católicos de Maús. Así que yo te agradezco, eh, Peter, Pedro, por estar aquí con nosotros esta noche. Gracias. Hola, Hernán, gracias para, para hablar con todo el mundo que está en ese llamada. Yo estoy esperando para otro médico que eh, se llama AJ Parshin, también que es el founder de la Association Academy de América de, de, de Sede Madres. Pero nosotros estamos hablando de muchas cosas que también están en la media y estamos hablando de otras cosas que no están en la media, que nosotros estamos mandando unos Información para la WHO, que es la World Health Organization, para ver si nosotros podemos dar con guidelines, con cosas que ya está estudiado que pueda ayudar a la gente que está sufriendo con el COVID virus. Entonces, yo estoy aquí ayudando a Hernán, que convidado para hablar con usted, para ver si puede dar, entender muchas cosas diferentes que no está pasando en la media y que está pasando en los lados de los médicos que está tratando gente que tiene este virus. Pero eh, en realidad yo soy un especialista y yo estoy hablando lo mejor que pueda para entender qué está pasando, que muchas cosas que está pasando y hablando eh, está en, en muchos programas y los media siempre está con muchos médicos también hablando en la televisión, que son expertos en infectious disease, o virology, so, eso son importantes. Pero también tiene otras partes eh, de ser de madres y cosas así que no son en la media, que está ayudando a pacientes en China, Italia y otros países. So, eso que tengo que comentar con el doctor Farshin, que él va a atender ahora, pero yo creo que es él Habla también eh, en español, yo creo, pero también yo sé que es importante que hable más en inglés. Puede ser a las nueve también, él va a hablar más. Pero cuando ya está confirmado que está en la llamada, yo voy a preguntarlo también. Pero, el, Hernán, entonces, eh, yo sé que nosotros... Bien, bien, vamos a hablar, si quieres, Pedro, hablemos un, un poco de... Vamos a hablar un poco de la situación que estamos viviendo. Yo, yo creo que, que tenemos justo en la línea a Chris Príncipe, aunque él no, habla, él no habla español. Él está en Asia ahora, en Vietnam. Eh, y, y, y le voy a pedir que comente aunque sea en inglés eh, y también eh, lo que quiero eh, es comentar, bueno en Miami eh, todo el mundo está eh, retirado en los hogares eh, mucha gente no está en la calle eh, solamente para temas críticos eh, eso he estado hablando con mis amigos de Nueva York mis amigos de Chicago en fin, en Orlando, en todas las ciudades principales de Estados Unidos, y todo el mundo está recogido en sus casas, eh, y, y como dicen 
eh, personal, el, el personal que está en, en, que sea crítico es el único que está yendo a, a, a trabajar y obviamente eh, los médicos y las enfermeras y todos los que están cuidando de la salud están eh, haciendo su mejor eh, esfuerzo. Eh, hablemos de dos cosas. Primero quiero hablar con Chris y después, Pedro, si me puedes hablar de tu consejo, de lo que deben hacer la gente, porque sé que los hospitales están bastante sobrecargados. Entonces hablemos de eso después que Chris nos cuente de lo de hace. Eh, Chris, I know we rumbled in Spanish, but I want you to give a two minute on what you're looking at in Asia. Great, Hernan. Thank you very much and uh, welcome everybody to the Prentice Worldwide uh, Zoom. So just to give you a quick view, I've been out here since last week and I'm uh, scheduled to be out here for a few more days. I'm currently in Hanoi, Vietnam. And I will tell you here, things are calm, but uh, a lot of precautions are in place. Uh, anytime you're out in public, uh, big gatherings, of course, are not happening. But uh, most of the stores uh, are still open. Uh, there's none of this, um, uh, what I hear from my family uh, down in Florida, uh, where my home is, none of the uh, activities of people running to the stores and buying everything. That's not going on here. Things are much more orderly. People are much more uh, patient and understanding of, of the situation. And there's no uh, sign of, uh, of any kind of panic and, and some of these things that I think uh, uh, we might be seeing uh, certainly locally down in Florida. So uh, for me here, I mean, the other things that you, that you see is uh, traffic is a little bit less in the airports. Uh, there's less people, a lot of flights, of course, canceled. My, my plans, uh, reservations have been changed a number of times and the, uh, the flights are relatively um, empty. So, it, you know, it uh, reminds me a lot of, you know, after 9-11 or, or after uh, the, the, the recession of 2008, where, you know, there was just this big pullback. So uh, people do have concerns here about uh, what will happen in the future in terms of, of their jobs and their income. But uh, I just go back to say what I've observed here is, you know, things are more normal, I think, than, than we're seeing in the States. I think things are, are comma and uh, there's a lot of, uh, of uh, attention being paid to the precautions that everyone should be taking. Hernan, thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna head off now and, and I'll be back on the English one. Uh, perfect, gracias, Chris. So Chris comenta que la situación está más calmada en, en Asia, eh, que no, no hay el, el el grupo de, o la gente no está, no está tan, eh, eh, bueno, en, en el caos en, la, en, las, en las tiendas o en, lo, en, la, en los restaurantes, eh, así que la situación se ha calmado y sabemos que ya eso venía desde antes en, en Asia, así que ya, ya está pasando al otro lado, después de dos meses, mes y medio, dos meses de, de que han pasado por algún tema así, ¿no? Y yo creo que hemos escuchado que en Corea del Sur eh, y, y también en Singapur bastante la actividad se ha, se ha calmado. Uh, y obviamente en China. 
Eh, coméntenme en, en otros lugares qué, qué está pasando en, en Puerto Rico. Avi. Mira, Puerto Rico, eh, desde ayer la gobernadora eh, hizo una orden ejecutiva donde todas las empresas debemos estar cerradas. Eh, en algún momento le dio una exención, una exención a las empresas manufactureras. Eh, y algunas eh, estuvimos hoy conversando con la Asociación de Industriales, Cámara de Comercio, eh, varias empresas, porque solamente le dieron exención contributiva a la farmacéutica, a Medical Device y a Biomédica. Mm. Todas las demás estamos en, en, en shutdown o lockdown. Eh, y después de las 9 de la noche hasta las 5 de la mañana estamos en un curfew o un toque de queda. Eh, donde solamente pueden estar afuera eh, empleados de salud, eh, hospitales, doctores eh, y seguridad. Eh, las la únicas la, la única empresas, los únicos comercios que tienen eh, la exención son los que trabajan con la salud, seguridad eh, nacional, seguridad federal, alimentos y eh, la última se me fue la consigo ahorita o la envío por, por email son cinco son cinco solamente que, que tienen la, la, la exención nosotros eh, hay algunas empresas porque hoy estamos trabajando entre hoy y mañana pues estamos trabajando a ver de qué manera eh, logramos poder ir a ir a hacer de los productos que hacemos los bienes que hacemos que son necesarios para eh, la cadena de distribución y la cadena de suministro que continúa la parte de salud <coughs> como son eh, de las piezas mías que se utilizan de titanio y de Style Steel para, lo, para, para las empresas que hacen piezas de, de, y, y, y medicamentos, eh, suministros médicos, medical devices, sorry, eh, para las personas. Y la parte de, de electrónica que están haciendo breakers y eh, toda, la, toda la parte de distribución electrónica para... para los hospitales y farmacéuticas y la construcción. Eh, por ahora, eh, totalmente, ah, hoy, hoy, la, hoy, la, hoy la gobernadora, porque hoy pues se, se le pasó la mano a varias empresas que llamaron a, a trabajar a, a algunos eh, empleados, porque como ayer, eh, la, la, la séptima sección de, de, de la orden ejecutiva decía que la manufactura de bienes estaba exenta, pues, ya tú sabes, se fueron todas las empresas por ahí para abajo que, que tienen la excepción contributiva y le dijeron a los empleados que tienen que llegar. Y hoy la, hoy la, la gobernadora dijo que no era así. El secretario Manuel Lavoy eh, estuvo haciendo un compendio y todavía está tratando de redactar un documento para informarnos cuáles son las empresas que sí pueden este, laborar y cuáles son las... Las disposiciones o protocolos de salud que se van a, se van a, a tener en cada empresa, que sea necesaria. Eh, más bien, eh, lo que sucedió en realidad fue que desde la semana pasada se le está diciendo a los jóvenes, mira, vamos a tratar de no, de no ir a actividades, de tratar de estar, después de las nueve, no tratar de estar en, en, en actividades grandes, ¿no? Y viernes, pues, se fue todo el mundo para la placita y para los eventos estos grande y se aglomeraron muchísimas personas y ya domingo pues la, la gobernadora dijo, se acabó 
el curfew va y, y, el, y, y la orden ejecutiva de que nadie pueda trabajar. Así que hasta el 30 de abril, en teoría, hasta el 30 de, perdón, hasta el 30 de marzo, en teoría, no hay trabajo en Puerto Rico. Eh, lo único que está en la parte de si los restaurantes, los restaurantes pueden recibir órdenes de, de clientes, pero tienen que entregársela afuera. Eh, y la menos posible de personas que están en la calle solamente para eh, situaciones de emergencia y de 9 de la noche a 5 de la mañana no puede haber nadie en la carretera. Ese es el eh, mayormente resumen de lo que hay entre ayer y hoy aquí en Puerto Rico. Bueno, gracias por el reporte. Este, tenemos gente aquí de, de Ecuador y tenemos gente de... de y tenemos al, al, al otro doctor AJ también en la línea que va, que va a juntarse. Eh, si quieres, no sé, eh, Laura, ¿estás ahí? ¿Quieres comentar algo de Ecuador? Ya te saqué de mi... Hola. Dame una... Un, ¿Cómo ven las cosas ahí? Repórtanos ahí de, de Ecuador. ¿Me escuchan? Sí, sí. Bueno, chévere. Buenas noches con todos. Eh, me conecto ahora mismo porque en breves minutos hay una cadena nacional y lo sé por Rodrigo, por mi esposo, que está en los programas de radio y todo lo demás. Aparentemente igual se recrudecen las medidas porque la gente ha sido muy laxa en obedecer ciertas a recomendaciones de salud. Igual que en todos sus países, eh, la gente piensa que está de vacaciones y que hay tratamiento para este virus y que hay cura. Lamentablemente es así, no, no tenemos una cultura como para entender que realmente el, el asunto es muy serio. Así es que, ¿qué esperamos? Que tal vez en unos minutos se confirme este estado de excepción en el que definitivamente no puedes eh, transitar a cualquier hora y todo lo demás. Hay como 53 víctimas declaradas más, si no son 57, pero se sabe que, mejor dicho, más que víctimas son personas que están confirmadas portadoras del virus. Fallecidos dos, que son eh, la, la paciente cero, la que vino ya con el virus, y su hermana, que son personas de sobre 70, 70 años. Eh, bueno, lo mismo que en otros países, la gente se ha estresado un poco, va y termina con el papel higiénico, no hay huevos, no hay leche, no hay carne, no hay pollo. Y bueno, la información por internet uh, es un bombardeo continuo. Tratando de trabajar, tratando de seguir el día a día, como todos ustedes, aprendiendo todos a manejar a la perfección Zoom, Duo y todo lo demás, es graciosísimo, pero pero también tiene sus cosas buenas. Sí. Bueno, te agradezco el reporte de Ecuador. No sé si está, está en otros países por aquí. Vi que está... Juliana, ¿estás ahí? Comenta algo. ¿Tú estás en, tú estás en uh, Colombia? Eh, sí, sí, estoy en Colombia. ¿Y cómo ves la cosa ahí? Bueno, pues hasta el momento hay 57 casos de coronavirus. Eh, pues... Hoy se tomó la medida de cerrar las fronteras de Colombia hasta el 30 de abril, creo, pero van a dejar entrar a nacionales. Eh, pues se solicitó a las universidades suspender, todas suspendieron sus clases hasta el 30 de abril y están tomando pues plataformas virtuales para que los alumnos no se atrasen. 
Igualmente, pues han cerrado mucho comercio, discotecas, eh, algunas empresas no están trabajando actualmente o los están mandando con teletrabajo. Eh, digamos que no hay como una orden general, sino que cada, pues, cada gobernación de cada departamento está tomando sus medidas. Algunos tienen toque de queda, otros tienen multa para personas o lugares donde hayan más de 10 personas reunidas. Y en los supermercados apenas está comenzando a ver cómo que se agota el papel higiénico, las, los granos, el jabón antibacterial, máscaras, o sea, nada de eso se consigue. Pero pues, digamos que la gente sí está tratando de guardar cuarentena debido a, a la información que se ha dado en otros países. Entonces, pues eso es como el estado actual por el momento. Muy bien, te agradezco y suerte ahí en Colombia. Gracias. Mari, yo veo que estás ahí. En la situación en Venezuela. Hola Hernán, ¿cómo estás? Yo sé que la situación es complicada, pero cuéntame cómo te estás protegiendo tú y qué hace la gente allá. ¿Cómo están? Buenas noches. Hola. ¿Me escuchan? Sí, sí, cuéntanos. ¿Cómo estás por allá? Bueno. Bien, gracias. Bueno, estamos bien. En cuarentena, encerrados. Eh, aquí ya se han reportado 19 casos, según cifras que manejan oficiales. Pero pueden ser más, pero para no alarmar, no van a decir en realidad les, cuántas personas. La situación es complicada acá debido a que el sistema de salud no cuenta con las condiciones para afrontar dicha situación de por si sí acá en Venezuela la situación salud es precaria con esto se agrava aún más ¿qué ha pasado? llamaron a mantenernos en cuarentena eh, las personas han acatado el llamado debido a que sabemos que no estamos preparados para esto no se consiguen antibacterial mascarillas, eh, los supermercados están, de por sí antes estaban vacíos, ahora están un poco más, uh -huh. solamente se está saliendo a trabajar lo que es estrictamente necesario, sí. no están trabajando los bancos, en atención al público, eh, o sea, se trata están, de... Están siguiendo, están siguiendo más o menos el patrón de lo, que, de lo que está pasando, por lo que veo en todos los lugares del mundo. Eh, Hay que seguirlo, vamos. porque somos muy vulnerables. Sí, ya escuchamos entonces, a Chris. No se consigue vitamina C, entonces, este y más que todo, el, el miedo, porque de verdad, acá no se cuenta con las condiciones que cuentan otros países. Eso, eso, bueno, eso es importante lo que mencionaste, el miedo. Y si quieres, hablemos un poco con el doctor para que nos cuente eh, su, sus recomendaciones. Eh, eh, Peter, si quieres una recomendación que nos puedas dar eh, antes de pasar al inglés, porque a las nueve tenemos un grupo más grande, ¿qué le puedes recomendar a la gente de América Latina eh, en, en, eh, de tratar de hacer para evitar contagios y demás? Eh, gracias, Hernán. También tiene eh, dos o tres médicos que también va a hablar en inglés a las nueve, pero para la gente que está ahora eh, en español, más importante 
en todos los países, el número de cosas para pelear contra este virus es no contacte mucha gente. Entonces, todo lo que nosotros estamos haciendo, número una cosa, sí, te puedo lavar manos, no, no dar abrazos, no, no, no besos, nada de eso, que es, eso es número una manera que gente está pasando por una persona. Y la persona que está más joven no cree que está infectado, no era problema, que puede pasar por una, una mamá, un papá, unos abuelos. So, muy importante es la gente tiene que tomar cuidado de, de la salud. Más importante eh, eh, tiene que comer cosas que van a aumentar el immune system, pero no bajar el immune system. Tiene, todo puede ser un poquito ejercicio. También cuando tú estás en la casa, tú tienes esas cosas así para... No importa tú estás levantando, caminando un poquito, hacer yoga, hacer cosas para distressing también, va a ayudar al cuerpo. Pero más importante es si tiene un tosio o tiene enfermedad, tú tienes que separar de otra gente que no tiene eso en la casa. No importa tú, tú quedas en un cuarto y si toca un papel, tú no puedes ya en el lugar, lo mismo papel. Tú tienes que guardar eso solamente para ti en tu cuarto. Si tú tocas un baño, tú tienes, todo lo que tú pegas con las manos, tú tienes que limpiarlos. Eso está en self-quarantine. Tú estás en la casa, tú tienes que hacer eso sin ver un médico. Ahora, si está malo y la condición pone peor, tú tienes que buscar un médico que sabe tratar eso con los lo virus. Todo el mundo que está haciendo eso ahorita tiene que hacer un test. Muchas cosas, muchas veces he confundido que es, tiene mucho tiempo ahora que mucha gente tiene tos y alergias y otra neumonía y puede ser lo flu. Pero sin saber conformado que no tiene ese coronavirus, eso tiene que ser un test. No sé si todos los países tienen eso para chequear si es positivo o negativo, pero más importante es si alguien está en contacto, se fue viajando en lugares que estaba contaminado más fuerte y más en la parte norte como en China, Italia del Norte, Washington State. Eso, si la gente viene de esos países y va por un clima más calor, eso chance que no ganaron de esa parte. ¿Qué pasa? Cuando la gente va viajando y regresa por el país, traga los virus con ellos. Entonces, eso es muy importante que tú conoces a alguien que está en tu casa y va viajando, que tiene que chequear, no está positivo. Pero no una cosa es que estamos haciendo ahorita es separando eh, contacto. Eso es número uno, que eso ya tiene 100 años, que se tiene muchos virus que ya pasaron en historia, pero no una cosa que pelear eso todo es que la gente no está en enfermedad no salir a la calle pensando que es nada, que es la gente que pasa así, pasa por la gente que son viejos y tienen autoimmune conditions, son diabéticos, tienen mucha presión y esa gente cae fuerte y se muere. So, la gente que no está con esos problemas de autoimmune, no tiene problemas de diabéticos, no son eh, gente que tiene presión alto y tú sientes bien, es mejor de quedar en la casa por dos o tres semanas, déjese pasar, pues esa es la manera que te va a matar los lo virus con, con eso. Por, número una cosa que por personas puede hacer y limpiar las manos y limpiar cosas así, los lo contactos los servicios, los baños, todo es importante, tiene que pensar como la número una cosa que tiene que pensar como todo el mundo está contaminado y no importa, no está contaminado pero limpiarlo igual y hacer todo lo que puede hacer para prevenir pasando este virus, eso va a morir cuando la gente no pone contacto viajando y y salir en la calle, que es, eso es temprario. Esto va a pasar y, y si la gente hace eso más rápido. Más gente que está haciendo más, más cosas, pero se necesita salir para agarrar. Más importante, medicamentos, comida, va a haber un médico. Eso es importante para salir. Pero el resto, si no necesita salir, eso es un número de cosas para prevenir. Yo creo que lo que nos mata más que todo es el aburrimiento. Sí. <ríe> la, gente, la gente 
no está acostumbrada a estar en la casa. Y bueno, es buen momento de agarrar un buen libro, eh, leer, compartir con la familia, hacer temas que no, no hacías en la casa y no, exponerte, y no exponerse. Que lo, lo más importante no es... Si no estás enfermo, no exponerte. Y si estás enfermo, no compartir lo, los utensilios, la casa, mantener el espacio. Y lo, lo otro es no cargar los hospitales. No, si tú no tienes síntomas, no vayas, no, porque me quiero probar si tengo coronavirus. Eh, yo creo que después que, que... Ya si tienes los síntomas, no hay nada que pueda hacer, nada más que mitigarlo. Y para eso, pues, mucha, mucha salud, como dice el doctor aquí. Eh, Vamos a comentar un poco. I'm going to switch now to English. I appreciate it. We recorded the uh, we recorded the the uh, the first session, and we what happened in the first session is we had Chris uh, Principe, who is in Vietnam, who says things are calmer over there. Uh, he seen things are calmer than in the U.S. and he lives in the U.S. Uh, but he's traveling over there and keeping some some level of quarantine before he comes back. Then we have people from all over Latin America where they're basically in the same boat that we are. Everybody is quasi getting quarantined. We had Abimael from Puerto Rico mention great comments that Puerto Ricans, uh, you know, they're, they like to party and be out. And uh, they had to put, uh, basically, uh, the governor said no more going out and, and putting the, the, the police out to, to, to keep people in because people don't, don't get it. You know, they don't get it. They think it's a... They think it's a you know a joke and it's no joke. So I'll I'll first I'll I'll, I'll comment again. So what is uh, why are we doing this? So Apprentice Worldwide, uh, we are a, a career development network uh, where people from around the world help each other in their careers, and we do this because we like to help people. And since we like to help people in business, why not in life? And this is why I decided to do this uh, this event to help uh, my my friends and. Uh, And I called Peter. Uh, Peter is a is a uh, Emmaus brother of mine uh, from church. Our kids go together to the school. And when I told him that we needed to get some clarification from experts, he said, "I'll I'll get experts for us and let's uh, let's do something really quick to calm people down and and bring them some some good information." So, Peter, if you want to introduce uh, the rest of the medical staff, I'll unmute them. Uh, tell me which ones they are because there's a lot of people here, but uh, I'll unmute them uh, as soon as you tell me. Hey, Hernan. Okay, thank you, guys. I appreciate being on, on this call and trying to help out. I do have some confirmation. I think Dr. AJ Parshin is also on the line. AJ, if you're there, can you confirm? So I, I unmuted uh, I unmuted Dr. AJ. Okay. AJ, are you there? Yeah, I can hear him, but he's low. Hernan, I don't know if you can bring up his volume or... Let me see. Uh, no, it has to be done from his side. AJ, uh, can you bring up the volume on your phone or the on the program? And okay, I think it says going to try to call back or fix it. I'm not sure. Couldn't I can't I couldn't hear him either. But uh, okay, so AJ is going to 
Dr. Farson is going to try to call back in and log back in, Hernan. Thank you. Dr. Annette Manabi, Manabi, she's on the phone also. Uh, which one? Oh, Annette? Yeah. I, I think I saw it here. Hold on a second. There we go. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. I, How are okay. you? Here. Okay. Thank Glad you. Welcome. Welcome to our chat. I appreciate you coming in. Uh, uh, we had a little uh, reporting from around the world. Everybody's panicking. What can you tell us? What, what shall we do, doctor? What shall we do? Well, I think the important thing to remember is there's a couple things that are different about this from the typical flu. It spreads quickly, and that's one of the factors that makes it different because instead of slowly passing through the population, there is a great percentage of people that don't get sick with this, but they're spreading it. And then the people who are vulnerable and get sick, get sick in large numbers. And then they have too many sick people for the local medical system to handle. And so the restrictions are to prevent people from spreading it and trying to shut out that transmission time so that the virus itself can burn out and die and, and we don't have all these medical systems becoming overwhelmed with people who have the, the, the coronavirus. And so somehow the way it's being transmitted in the news, everyone is getting this sense of panic because of the restrictions, but the majority of people who get it, many don't even get sick. And then of those who get sick, it's a small percentage that actually are really in trouble. And it's usually people who might have lung disease already or older people. Statistically right now, the biggest vulnerable population is the, the very old population. And then people who have problems with their lungs. And then there are, you know, like we hear of doctors getting it. Well, if you think about it, the doctor who's working in a hospital that's overwhelmed, is stressed, is overworked, is his, their immune system is weak because they're working so hard. It's not just a healthy person who's suddenly dying from these viruses. So the key is, is the, the better we are at containing it and keeping it from spreading, the faster we can end the problem. And so it's either catching up and trying to catch up after the fact or Thing. let's be aggressive shut everything down it takes about two to three weeks to really eliminate transmission from the numbers that they're getting out of china and korea and italy and that's why but once it's spread it takes longer because then you have people walking around who have the virus but they're not sick and they're spreading it to people who wherever they go mm -hmm. and and you had mentioned uh i think uh, Dr. Abrantes, you have mentioned before that there's some some things that are that information that you're getting from the medical community that hasn't been shared uh, to to try to prevent these and look at things a little different. Anything you can share in that from that sense? Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the media is um, you know like Dr. Manavi just said the most of the things that that they're doing is is putting out general information and then you know there's people that are reporting from the from the medical perspective you know it's it's really containing the virus just like we're saying if we 
don't put out that information that's a one defense. And that's what doctors are sharing around the world is that this has been a pandemic with different viruses. And the most important thing is to try to get it under control. It does have uh, a period where it actually accelerates and then it starts to decline. So what the medical community is trying to share, like from the American Academy and Dr. Farshan will be on the line, I'm sure, is that we, including everybody that's a part of the American Academy has tried to work on a protocol to help the patients that are in the hospital that can probably, it's a recommendation that can probably work for the patients that are already inflicted with the, the virus, as well as those that are, um, are treating themselves with self-quarantine. There's ways you can do treatments to help, you know, with the condition if you do um, can have a little contamination with the virus. There's also things if you're not contaminated, is prevention is still the number one thing because besides treatments, if you, people that are not sick and they're young, they think they can't get it. They're carriers, but they're passing it on to the older, the weak autoimmune patients, and they're succumbing to that. So there's protocols that the American Academy of Stem Cells have come up with, with, with extensive research behind it, with what might work and what might not work to help with the virus. And, and you know, they did submit it to the World Health Organization after everybody contributed to it and has it so it's circulating out there and uh i don't know if dr farshan's on the line yet but he can probably tell you a little bit more about that also while we're checking to see if he's on the line one thing that has come up through france that seems to be pretty consistent is for the general population and to share is we're used to using advil aleve anti-inflammatories if there's fever and the word is that apparently the use of anti-inflammatories will make the situation worse and so if people feel sick they shouldn't take the anti-inflammatories that they usually take like Advil or Aleve because that can can make it worse mm. hello do you hear me yes yes, yes. Go, go ahead you hear me right okay yes. good I hear you Thank you, Dr. Abrantes, for inviting me to, to your meeting. Just wanted to give you a little background. Um, about three years ago, uh, four years ago, actually, uh, uh, we started up the um, American Academy of Stem Cell Physicians. This was after um, a few people went blind here in the United States, as you all know, in South Florida, as well as some of the uh, stem cell companies uh, being shady. Uh, concern about the industry, and, you know, I've been in the field now for uh, a long time, uh, as, as you guys have been. Concern about the field and, and not having uh, stem cell field here in the United States, we started up this, uh, the American Academy of Stem Cell Physicians. Initially, it was three of us. Now, there's over 200 physicians who are members, and we participate, and we have meetings, and we have meetings every day online on a WhatsApp, and once a week, we meet uh, on, uh, on the Go, Go meeting, and you guys are welcome to come and listen in, uh, essentially the whole idea is uh, putting our, our uh, thoughts together, coming up with better formulations. Uh, there is a lot of 
uh, a lot of confusion, and most of it is coming because, well, the governments are scared. You know, everybody's, you know, scared of economy. So there's a lot of lies, and there's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of things are are being covered up. Uh, but us as physicians and the, uh, the the responsibility that we have to people, we have to look over that. What we're seeing is, I think a lot more is happening than what they're telling us, all right? Like Dr. Nadmanavi said, you could be completely, you could be a young person in your 20s and just pick up the bark, shake somebody else's hand, and don't get sick at all and be completely asymptomatic and not knowing this is going on. Because if this is an uh, issue with bioterrorism and this is designed uh, uh, virus, uh, which really at this point, it doesn't matter. What matters is uh, uh, a matter of uh, not catching this disease and staying alive, really. Uh, and we're seeing young people we're getting reports that young doctors, young people, you're looking at some of these videos that come from Iran or, or South Korea. You see these people are young people in their 30s and 40s that, that uh, you know, they're losing it. Um, so we came up with, uh, with, over this past weekend, we had meetings online and we came up with uh, a protocol. And the only working protocol right now that I know of uh, from, uh, uh, from medical societies. I'm hoping that we see more and more protocols coming out. The protocol is uh, based on scientific data that we have so far of how to fight coronavirus or other viruses. Uh, for instance, uh, stem cells, they play a role here if it's given IV. If you give a stem cell, if you give anything IV intravenously, the first place that it goes is the lungs. So stem cells, they have growth factors, they have cytokines, and possibly, possibly coming from the Chinese studies that they've done lately that they've been able to give three doses, uh, three doses only, and, and you get people off a ventilator and making them healthy, uh, you know, come up with some formulations. And uh, we're going to put this protocol on the on our website as soon as we're just fine-tuning it, okay? We're t for example, today it was supposed to go out to Dr. Theodore, um, who is the head of the WHO, so he can share it with other physicians worldwide. But... Basically, it's uh, correct dosages of um, stem cells, exosomes. For those of you who are not, I know there are people here in business, people, exosomes are growth factors that, that would allow healing. And it could be put in a nebulizer and be given to a patient and directly go into the lungs. We talked about IV ozone. IV ozone being used in South America more than here. Uh, here it's a little bit controversial, but 
that is also a great, great choice because ozone has been shown to kill viruses. And my experience has been, I have treated several cases of influenza, um, the people who were supposed to get hospitalized and very sick and kept them out of it and sent them back to work. So there is, there is a lot of good information. There is bad information, but there's a lot, we, all, we do have a lot of good information that we want to share it with all communities, uh, with all the physicians. Uh, if you look at our website tomorrow, it should be posted. Uh, and we're just, again, we're doing fine-tuning with some of the minerals, some of the dosages before we send it to Dr. Theodore, which we want to do that the latest by tomorrow. So it's accessible uh, to people. And that's basically uh, where we are. And I'm available to answer any questions that you wish. Well, we appreciate that. And, and, and again, we're, this is a global community uh, of executives that will be sharing uh, some good practices that we've learned today. If you, if you like, uh, I know that we have Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill uh, uh, Song, is that correct? This, or yes. Dr. Bill Cole. Uh, Dr. Bill, uh, anything that you'd like to share with the, with the audience? Yeah. Um, you know what? I've been thinking, you know, we're talking about this virus uh, burning out. And, you know, at some point, the president had mentioned about the virus dying out when the heat comes, you know. Um, and I've been thinking about the mechanism because we know that it does slow down in the summertime you know flu seasons in the winter and um you know i'm thinking it's great that we have these protocols for treating people when they're sick but um some of the things that we should be doing when it's subclinical when somebody contracts the virus and doesn't even know it or just gets the sore throat i think one of the the first things that we should do is to raise the body temperature. That study that uh, the data you're, somebody was mentioning about in France about use of ibuprofen being harmful, I think it's because it's lowering people's body temperatures because viruses will replicate at an optimal t temperature, which is between 35 and 37 degrees Celsius, which is just below the normal body temperature. So what, what I'm concerned about right now is that um, as the weather starts to get warm, you know, I see people walking around in shorts and short sleeves and their body tempers are dropping, especially these college kids they are home, they're all outside running around and they could easily be little factories of viruses and they, because they're young, they're probably not even getting sick, but they're, they're spreading it all around. And I think as, as the summer months come and it gets warmer, you know, the body temperatures of the population will, um, will be higher so the virus won't spread as fast and it'll seem to suppress. And if you look at the, uh, where, these, where the virus is spreading most rapidly, it seems to be in the climates, you know, it's kind of the latitude around the globe. Um, it, it, at this point, we don't see it spreading that fast in the southern hemisphere where it's warmer. Um, so, 
I think when the warm weather comes, we're going to get a false sense of security that the virus has like died off. But, um, you know, I think when the fall comes again, this thing's going to come back with a vengeance. And the only way it's going to really burn through the population, you know, when it, I think when we all build up an immunity to it, that's when the virus will die. And one consolation is that because it spreads rapidly, um, we probably, it probably will burn out pretty rapidly too, but not before a lot of people die. So I think um, what we really need to do at this point is to tell people to do something that's really simple is to, you know, as soon as they feel any symptoms at all, you know, even before getting tested or anything like that to make sure you bundle up and keep your body temperature up, you know, so that give your body a chance, your immune system, you know, our immune systems are what's going to kill this virus. The immune systems of the, of the world's population is what's going to kill the virus, you know, not the heat from the sun or anything like that. So, um, so at the same time that we're trying to uh, find treatments for when people are sick, I think one of the best things that we can do is to uh, give our bodies the chance to kill this virus before the virus replicates and, and overwhelms our immune system. So, uh, so we need to get it like as soon as people are infected, you know, so that our immune system can kill this virus and not, uh, and then when it does spread, you know, if we can kind of mitigate the, the symptoms, I think we can save a lot of lives. And uh, that's the message that I'd like to get out to people to, um, to make sure that they take some of the common sense measures that we've always, you know, kind of uh, looked at it as, as old wives' tales, but, you know, bundling up, taking... Uh, a lot of fluids, high dose vitamin C when you first get infected, I think that will be the key to to mitigating the damage that this does. So that's kind of my two cents here. Yeah, excellent. And great, great, great information. So obviously I'm taking some good notes. So good vitamin C, raising your temperature, looking out for for uh for solutions, uh, uh, new solutions that are going to come in as a, as a result of the, the, the recommendation to the WHO. Uh, also, uh, uh, I also understand that the that there's carriers, people that are that don't think they're care that they have the virus or or even the young they might not have any sim symptoms uh, or show any or don't get sick but they are still propagating the disease. So that's why we, we have to be careful. I heard a little earlier, obviously, to to, to uh, make sure that we separate the the sick people from the people in the house that are not sick and try to keep them quarantined within the same house. So good good advice all along. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Is there any place? So I think there was one more doctor in the, in the group. Uh, Peter, there was somebody else that you invited? Uh, I think I did see Dr. Cole was on there, but I don't know if he was on and off. If he stayed on there or not. I just, I just wanted to add something else. Apple cider. If you get a sore throat coming, yeah, apple gargling with apple cider vinegar does work. 
all right? That does work, and you may be able to frequent gargling before it moves on. The trick is stopping this virus in your upper respiratory tract and not allowing it to travel uh, and become pneumonia. If you can do that, you will stay alive. Do that, you gotta, you, you gotta, it's possible that you end up on the ventilator and then anything can go, you know? So that's one thing you don't wanna be there. So, uh, like, like Dr. Song said, you know, it, it's, it's a good idea to, to be, keep warm. I would even self, if I'm living in a household of, a household of four or five people, and especially if there is a, let's say, let's say I live with my son and my daughter who, who are in their twenties. Okay, I will isolate myself from them because I'm in my fifties, and I have a good chance of getting it from them and become symptomatic. And they they may not they may be completely asymptomatic. So even in the same household, you may consider being in the room and staying away from you know. At, at a distance from your children. Um, yeah, you need I, to be I, vigilant. You, you need to be vigilant on this one because uh, uh, this is uh, obviously very serious here in the United States. Uh, president is very concerned. Um, uh, there is, uh, as you can see, he's uh, when he comes on TV, he's extremely concerned now. Is is. Uh, so you, you can tell that this is not just like a common cold or something simple. Numbers, the numbers are crazy. So if you look at Italy, Italy says they have 10,000 cases and 1,000 deaths. That's 10%. Let's say they're hiding it. Double that number, that's 20%. If you look at other countries... Uh, you know, again, again, I, I totally believe that, well, I mean, it's only normal that they play this on the low side. So there's, there's no panic, no craziness. So, uh, the death rate on this, the, the death rate is higher than, uh, what they're saying is right now, which is they're saying it's approximately 1%, 2%, but how come in Italy, is 10%. And how come in uh, in Iran, which is more and more that is crazier than anywhere else, I mean, those guys are, those guys are lying through their feet, uh, the mullahs, but uh, still, uh, you know, th- th- these numbers don't make sense. Everybody is reporting different numbers. Yeah. Well, again, so... Very serious. It's not to be taken lightly. Before we were making jokes about, you know, the Corona beer and how we shouldn't stop drinking. The reality is, this is serious. You know, no time to joke around. We may a little bit to let off the steam, but we have to take precautions, right? Uh, I wanna, I wanna ask uh, uh, Doctor, Doctor Annette, Doctor Bill, and of course Doctor AJ. Where can people connect with you? You have uh, you have LinkedIn or websites where people can 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 connect with you uh, and follow your 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 progress your progress. Um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, Annette Manabi. 
and I have a Facebook also, so they can they can check there and reach out and uh, any questions, happy to answer. Um, I understand some Spanish, so I can do that as well if a question comes in Spanish. Muy bien. <laughs> yeah, I'm on LinkedIn as well, and uh, I haven't really been active on it, but I think I will start, you know, posting things on there um, because yeah, a lot we of need the people to. Have the, people are panicking. People are panicking, and it's like all you have to do is tell them, "Hey, this is the reality," and they they don't understand the the issues, and so it's a it's a good way to get the word out of what's happening and why it's important. And then, yeah. and then, Dr. Bill is is uh, Bill C A M. Or, or song? No, S-O-N-G is last name, William Song. William Song, okay. Dr. William Song. And then, Dr. Aja, I know your, your website is the American Academy of Stem Cells. Uh, is that correct? Dr. Aja? AASCP.net. What, what is it? I'm sorry? AASCP.net. American Academy of Stem Cell Physicians .net. Currently, the American Academy, because we're meeting very frequently, and I'm talking about very frequently, it's like we're having classes online every day. And then we have meetings once a week. And then, so because of that, and we have experts in every field of regenerative medicine, like Dr. Song, Dr. Manabi, Nat, uh, Dr. Pedro Abrantes. These are all, everybody know. everybody has specific knowledge. So when we're bringing all this knowledge together, we feel that currently um, our organization uh, is on top of things, all right? I mean, uh, we, we're not hearing from other organizations as as much, but we feel that, and you are welcome to tap into this uh, uh, vast knowledge that is produced uh, by the American Academy um, at ASCP.net. Excellent. Yeah, we, we'll we'll take note, and and obviously, uh, we have our our website is apprenticeworldwide.com forward slash current affairs. So in the current affairs. We'll put uh, the links to all the websites and your profiles, and I'll, and I'll put a copy of this video uh, there as well, uh, so you can see it. Again, we uh, uh, at Princess Worldwide, what we do is uh, we, we network and we help each other out in business and in life, and this is a service that we do to our, to our network. We have around a thousand people, um, which I'll ask everybody to share with their own networks in LinkedIn. I have a, a large network in LinkedIn as well. And we'll share all this information as fast as we as we can, and we'll follow we'll follow the progress in, in your sites. Uh, what what I will do probably in the next couple of days is uh, summarize some of the findings that I get from from you, from all of you, and then we we'll, we might do another call in a couple of days. Uh, but but we really appreciate what you did tonight. Uh, this I'm going to share with the people. Uh, Peter, are you are you still there? Aaron, I'm still here. Sorry, I'm, can you hear me? I, I, I really appreciate you do, doing this for, for us. Uh, God bless. Stay safe. Pray a lot. <laughs> uh, 
I saw I saw the Pope uh, walking, uh, you know, uh, basically doing whatever the heck he, he wants to do and walking through the streets of Italy just to go to two churches, exposing himself. But he did it for a good cause, right? For us. Yeah. So it, that was kind of neat that he did that. But again, anybody else that's stressed out about, about the situation, you know, let us know. Uh, don't stress out. Just keep safe, right? Uh, we have doctors in the house that are taking care of the patients. And, you know, uh, we're, we'll be here for you. Uh, again, thank you. Any any questions from the audience? I, I, I see some people before we leave. We have a we can we can take a few questions. Uh, Astrid, Lee, Clevy. Any questions? Abimael, you stayed till later. Yeah, thank you. Everything is fine. Thanks for every every doctor. You're welcome. You're welcome. AC in Chicago. Thank you for having us. Going once. Going twice. <laughs> so take care guys. Have a good night. Okay. Good night. Bye bye. Take care, bye bye. Good night. Thank you, Arnon. Bye bye. Take care. Take care, my friend. Be safe. Be safe.